The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Once again to another episode of Mexi My Matters. We're almost done with the month of October, and thanks to the millions and millions of listeners. October 2018 is now the most listened to month in the history of Mexi My Matters. People since 178 have been listening to the podcast intensively. 178, 179, 80, 81, 82, all the way up to 93, 94, 95, and 96. Yes. Oh, when Mexi drops a bomb, everybody listens. From coast to coast, from New York to LA, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea. Seems that everybody wanted to know what was discussed about his retirement. And don't act as if you don't listen, because I can tell. It tells me the IP addresses. It tells me the city and state. It's not like Mexi knows everyone, okay? He knows who he knows, in what cities, in what part of town. So don't try and act like, oh, I don't listen to the podcast. Oh, never. Oh, yeah, no. You know who said that before? Clyde. And then guess what? Guest on the podcast three times in a row. Bada bim, bada boom. Welcome. Once again, with your host, with the most... El Mexicano running the podcasto mas visto and el mundo some Spanish for you coming to you live from Dublin, Ohio the city that never sleeps the Irish capital of the world and today we will focus well I take that back we will start off by answering a few questions that I was asked over the last week First and foremost, in within the subject of the retirement, once again, I specify. Because once again, I was asked about quitting. And I specify. That is not the case, especially when you have a sport that literally the only people that care about it are the Australians. A league where it doesn't matter how good you are. How many points you get, how many dues you pay on time, how many games you play. If there's an Australian that shows up out of the middle of nowhere in your city, oh, they automatically get the start. That's what pisses me off. And that's why it's hard to get recruits. Because most people who are not Australian, oh yeah, no. They, I mean, there's better sports to play. Unless you're injured and can't play the sport anymore and you have to result to something else to play. 
If you can play football, you'll play football. If you can play basketball, you'll play basketball. Unless you're Australian. And that's the issue. I was tired of turning into the next Ben. Oh yeah, let's do every foot for the club and barely play. No. That was not that's not happening. And on the flip side, I remember one time in Osball we won um, the co-ed league. Three teams, so we finished second of three. No, actually no, we fit I'm sorry. I take that back. That year we did win it. So we beat two other teams multiple times. And the only reason we won the final is because we didn't have enough players. And so each team borrowed from the other team that was not in, quote-unquote, the final. We got a little tiny trophy. And that trophy is literally in the back end, in the corner hiding of my trophy room. Because it is senseless. And that's how I feel about what transpired this year. Girls winning Division 2 with a bunch of girls that are not... Jillaroos uh, or cats, and somehow it was. I still get the notifications, even though I'm retired. Somehow, we're trying to pedal that we won the Eastern Regionals this year, even though I specifically remember and I double checked it with the USF, USAFL website on our results page, as well as our actual Facebook group, where I went all the way back to June. To make sure the notification was still there. It says. Lost in our last game to Boston. Fell short. We lost to Boston. After beating Philly and another team. So at no point in time. Is it ever mentioned it was a round robin. So you explain to me. How we won Eastern Regionals. Please explain how Boston. Did not get the trophy. Like I said, unless it was a round robin, which nobody mentioned. I don't see what we have to celebrate. Plus, if it's one of those, oh, they didn't have enough players, so we just won by forfeit. No. This year, we literally won four games like that. Oh, yeah, um, they didn't have enough players, or it got canceled, so we won. No. That's literally a waste of time and money. Think about it. 150 for the dues, 100 for the league dues, that's 250. Not counting airfare, travel, hotel. Oh, the New Jersey, probably not 100. We're already at 350 for the year. That is enough for three entry frees for three marathons. And guess what? I finished them, I get medals. Nobody picks an Australian around on my behalf. So yeah, no. I'm 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 done investing money in something that I clearly get passed over for just any schmo who has less points than me. That's why. Now another question I was asked this week that I would like to answer at this moment is Oh, Mexi, how do you like the the new the new look Lakers? Um, I beg that the person that tweeted this to me was asking it sarcastically. Because when the entire summer we're hyped that we're going to, you know, probably win the West, get 50 wins. 
Yet the first three games, LeBron doesn't outscore anybody on the opposing team, mind you. And we lose to Portland, Houston, and the Spurs. Of which, during that time, especially against Houston, a brawl ensues between Ingram, Rondo, and CP3. Apparently, Rondo spit in CP3's face, CP3 called him a turtle, and fists were thrown. So now, all three Yahoos are suspended. For at least four games apiece. Yeah, that's not helpful. Meanwhile, LeBron's over there producing, taking his kids to school, acting, yada, yada, yada. No. Oh, but we got our first win yesterday. Beating Phoenix. Lance Stevenson had 23. Ooh. McGee had 20. Oh, hold the phone. The Phoenix Suns are going to the playoffs. No. If we can't beat the Trailblazers, the Spurs, or Houston... We're not beating Golden State four times. Welcome to the West, LeBron, as I've always said. And I've also noticed how the media has a little died down, and especially my locals around here, all you LeBron dick suckers, have kind of quieted down about him playing for a different team and losing. Oh, yeah, we don't hear so much about how great LeBron is here in Columbus, Ohio, because he's not on your team. Hmm. Yeah, funny how that works. All you LeBron fans who jump ship the moment LeBron heads to a new team. My brother literally got already his LeBron jersey. That's how sad it is. No loyalty when it comes to teams. I mean, how can you? You you, you like LeBron, who switched four times already. But yeah, no, we're not beating Golden State, and we're not going to the playoffs. Shit, we might make the 8th seed. Might. But based on what I've seen so far, no. We'll revisit this around Christmas. Speaking of not so much the talk of the town, baseball is ending. Yay! The Red Sox versus the Dodgers in the World Series. We're already at Game 3 or whatnot. All the Boston fans, closet Boston fans in Columbus are tweeting and snapping about their team. Oh, oh what happened to all the Indians fans? What, what, what? I, the World Series was a big talk of the town last couple of years. Oh, no. Indians lost. Oh, no, it's not sad. This makes me cry. Not. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big baseball fan until the team's eliminated. Oh. Yeah. Let's calm the fuck down. But I am excited because I keep slapping my face thinking it's not true. Liverpool is still undefeated in the Premiership. We're tied for first with Man City. They're outscoring people. But hey. We've never had this points. Well, actually, we haven't had this many points in nine games in a while. And we're in first place of our division, well, group, in the Champions League. We just beat Red Star or Star Belgrade 4-0. Our top three scorers, Firmino, Mane, and Salah, dishing it out. Um, and this week we play Cardiff. 
Our next games are kind of okay. I think Arsenal's the only tough one. I expect five out of five in the next games. And we also play Red Star Belgrade two weeks from now. Away. And if we win that, we should be qualifying for the next round. Which is exciting times. But let's just, as always, not get too ahead of ourselves. Because we don't know if Liverpool's going to fuck this shit up down the road. It's happened before. So, let's just leave it at that. Now, as we all know, it is almost time for the next race, which we'll get into what happened in the Columbus Marathon. It's almost time for the next race, and if you ran the Columbus Marathon, congratulations, aka the marathon, not the half marathon, because anybody can do fucking half. If you ran the Clubhouse Marathon, congratulations. You might want to hit Hand and Stone Massage. Use the promo code MEXI. Get a discount on your first Swedish massage or your membership. Located everywhere in Columbus and Ohio and the country. Mexico goes to one in Dublin. You can go to anyone you want. Hand and Stone Massage, proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Furthermore, sometimes it is great to, you know, keep it up. Keep the training going, especially if you have more than one marathon. Sign up at Super Studios 253. Give them a buzz, 253-272-0700. Use the same promo code, save on your classes. And it doesn't matter if you want to do 5.30 a.m. kickboxing class with Coach Super. Or running, or hot yoga. There's something for everyone. It's super fun. Join the Super family. Super Studios 253, another proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. Now, speaking of the Columbus Marathon, I'm not sure people in my daily life understand the amount of things I do for people. So, I went to the expo, it was nice, got back into the groove of things. All I had to do was carb load and go to sleep early after eating my pasta. Well, guess what? This is the weekend... Tara decides, oh, I'm finally going to cure my rash that I've had for three months. How does she do it? Well, she was prescribed a, few, a while back some steroids to take. And just steroids. Six days, you take X amount of pills and the rash and the itchiness to go away. Oh, but I've had bad experience with steroids before. I don't want to take them. I'm scared. Well, due to that, we've been trying every ointment on demand to get the itchiness and the bumps to go away. Well, the itchiness would go away, but guess what? The rash would still be there. So she finally decided, oh, this is the weekend to take the steroids. Oh, not only does she hardly feel sick at all but they were going away until Saturday night when she decides you know what instead of taking a pill before dinner a pill after dinner a pill before bedtime let me just take all three at the same time let's do that oh well she was up all night because guess what a side effect is insomnia mixed with the fact that the neighbor's dog wouldn't stop barking until four in the morning I don't know what kind of person you are if you leave your dog outside in the cold 
at 33 degrees. I'm just going to say that. You think I'm an asshole? That's even worse of an asshole. So, with terrorists constant tossing and turning, and the neighbors being dicks, oh, Mexi got 40 minutes of sleep. So when my alarm went off at 5, I was like, no, fuck this. Snoozed it, overslept. Oh, but did I get apologies? No. Because, oh yeah, it's my own fault. So I didn't. So I literally wasted $145 right there. And oh, but I raised it for charity. So children's charity got $251 on my behalf. You're welcome. It's for the kids. It's a write-off at the end of the year. Great. Oh yeah, so it's it, oh that pissed me off, but oh yeah no. What can one do now? Maxi's got to run two halves. I'm trying to see if I can sign up for the Indianapolis Monumental Marathon, but I want to do the half, and then uh, possibly do another half in Kentucky to prep for the last state, Arizona. It's a downhill course, so it should be okay. But, uh, yeah, our weekend's a compromise. Because this weekend, we got Halloween parties. Um, next weekend after that, it's uh, Tara's mom's birthday. Then the weekend after that, Jason, Tara's BFF, is coming to town. Then the weekend after that, Thanksgiving. And then, bam... One week, and then the Arizona race is there. Like, there's no room for traveling and running marathons. So, we're going to have to keep it to local states around Ohio and do halves. Great. Mexico got to get in shape. Because we don't obviously don't want to have a five-hour finish. But, yeah, so that's the current plan. Speaking of things people don't know how much I do for them. Work. Driving me nuts. As always. The only difference is now I literally get paid to put up with your bullshit. But people don't get that I see the bigger picture. I see that you guys are not being able to handle your own cases. You got people like Gina whose focus is strictly on... The property damage. And you constantly remind us that, oh, I wasn't hired here to do demands. You were hired here as a paralegal and as a case manager. Writing a demand is part of that. And if you're telling me that your old job, you everybody used to write them. I mean, you would just order records and bills and then the attorneys would write the demands. Um, I find that very hard to believe because I've never heard of such nonsense. And at the same time, you're not good at ordering records and bills. I literally am coming up with a system where I have a giant spreadsheet on how to order records and bills from every hospital ER in in the state of Ohio. And 
It's time-consuming because you got to call all the hospitals. You got to call all the hospitals, and you got to basically talk to the billing department, and the medical records department. That's time-consuming. So I'm caught up with my shit, okay? But every time I have the intake people bringing us dog shit files. I literally have gotten 30 new files this month and I barely have 40 demands. So I almost have as much new files as demands. And out of the 30, I've already gotten rid of six because they were dog shit. The intake department, we were told, was supposed to investigate. They're not investigating shit and they're taking forever to open up files so now we have to do it. People are still not putting up the numbers they're supposed to. Oh, Gina's got nine somehow. She's got two demands for one, one same client. I don't understand how that works. So technically she has eight. Emily has ten. And God knows what Christina has, but probably another fifteen. Even with low numbers, I'm still blowing everybody out of the water. It's insane. And that's what drives me nuts. Everybody's complaining about the bullshit and asking me for help. And how to do shit and to take care of tasks that are not even mine. But everybody else is complaining. No. Nobody should be allowed to fucking complain if you don't have more than 200 cases. You're literally getting 25 demands. For example, Gina getting 20, has 25 this month. New, uh, I'm sorry, new cases, which will be eventually a demand. And you're pumping out nine. You can't handle the load and you're too busy talking about property damages with the client. And wait till the last minute to order shit. By the way, from the wrong locations, mind you. They had me train Emily again on how to open up new cases fast. And I'm like, it's not a matter of not knowing how to do it. You constantly chit-chat and spend the majority of the time in our office manager's office. That's why you don't have time to do shit. And you only work 36 to 40 hours a week. I've been trying to get my cases under 200 since the beginning of summer. Then I got them from 350. Now they're down to 240. But I can't keep taking these nonsense files. We literally have one where we're going after the manufacturer of a bed commode at OSU. The client was already hospitalized because she's got all these pre-existing conditions. Oh, but she fell on her butt. So let's go after who manufactured the commode. How am I supposed to tell the treatment from the commode and from the pre-existing shit? You can't. It's ridiculous. It's insane. I'm not going through thousands of pages of records for a fucking commode because you fell down on your butt. I mean, it is not even that high. A commode is not a bridge. Get the fuck out of here. But no, let's sign her up. Let's give that dog shit case to Alex. And that's my point. 
So I'm tired of everybody giving me the dog shit files. Everybody else gets, oh, chiropractor only. Oh, let's get this and this and that. All the easy files, yay. Oh, but if they do get one hard file, guess what? They don't do shit with it. And then if Emily decides to quit again, or if Gina leaves because she's too busy cutting corners and not doing her job, oh, guess who they're going to give their dog shit cases to? And what bothers me the most is if those cases come to me, she's already brainwashed her clients, left and right with nonsense, that they're going to constantly be like, and that's the part I hate the most of getting other people's files. Oh, but so-and-so said, so-and-so said, so-and-so doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. You were all hired as case managers. So if you literally were asked how many demands you could do and you said zero, like, no, sorry, we don't want to hire you. You don't know how to do a demand. You can't claim to be the specialist on medical records yet not know where to request shit from. Just calling people left and right. Not knowing the difference between UM and UIM. Which, speaking of which, again, if you don't have those coverages, call my man Ramo. 595-2934. He'll hook you up with my discount. Promo code Nexi. And give you the totally shit package. With American National, you'll be covered. No questions asked. Because they're, again, a proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. But everybody over here thinks they have stuff. Mind you, UM and UIM has two sections. PD, property damage. BI, bodily injury. So if you have just PD, well, guess what? You're not covered for injuries, motherfucker. We literally had two clients tell us, Oh, I put that on the policy. They never did it. Agent error. Oh, really? Go tell your agent to confess. They're not going to. The other guy, we even gave him a fucking tape recorder to go to take to his agent's office and catch him in a lie. He got there. There was a temp there. His agent no longer works there. And they told him, again on the record, Sir, you don't have UMBI. You have UMPD. Which I already knew the moment he showed me his policy. And it wasn't on there. I'm like, this motherfucker is confusing the two. And yes, he was. And once again, the shit I have to do for people. Get a tape recorder. Give it to them. So they can fucking stop lying. I have another case where... um, Luckily, and I will say, I am happy that all my nonsense cases have gone. They're they're gone. They're out the door. I'm glad because now I can focus on mostly my files. The ones that I've had from the get-go. Either the nonsense or not. If you have to withdraw, I get rid of it. But let it sit there for years. So, I got rid of all of them. And my attorney even decided to... One of my attorneys decided to litigate a file where... 
chick was in the passenger seat of the at-fault vehicle. They got hit by a semi. They were at fault. She got life lighted. Even though there is no coverage and liability was denied, he wants to go fight in court because he feels bad and her bills are high. Get the fuck out of here. That's a waste of time. He also wants to litigate another file where they denied liability because the video shows that our client caused the fire hydrant, yes, I'm not kidding, fire hydrant, to fall on her foot and fracture her her foot. But they won't show us the video. So he's going to litigate it so that they can produce the video. And then once we see that she's a fault and, and a fucking liar... Oh, then we withdraw. I can't. And the client's adamant. It's like, oh yeah, no, they're lying. Let's watch this video together. Oh yeah, my foot's fractured, yada, yada, yada. We finally got her podiatrist records. That's the foot doctor, for those who don't know. And, oh yeah, doesn't say anything about a fucking fracture. That she claims has been there. I can't. Just the constant nonsense that I have to deal with. It's just, enough's enough. We've started at home, because we're running out of shows to watch. On Netflix, we started watching Scandal. Which I always wanted to kind of catch, but never thought it was juicy enough. And it was always before before how to get away with murder so but now it's on Netflix and we need something to watch so now we're watching that oh was I wrong it's actually kind of juicy kind of keeps you on your toes kind of like how to get away with murder but the way Olivia Pope runs her office her people and and you know answers to the president that's how I picture our, our firm running to perfection. The president is my attorney. Everybody else helps out, does their job, and I'm Olivia Pope. Because I do it all. Oh, you want me to disperse a client? Yeah. You want me to settle? Yeah. You want me to uh, do a demand? Yeah. You want me to sign up a client? Yeah. You want me to negotiate? Yeah. You want me to uh, order records of bills? Uh, do intake investigation? Sure. Nobody else does it because everybody else is either too dumb or doesn't just doesn't want to do it. And what drives me nuts is yeah, I'm getting paid accordingly to put up with this nonsense. But what drives me nuts is the constant peddling of oh we're a team we're a team no I help out everybody nobody else help out, helps me out when I came to Ethan and, and Madrid to open up files at the beginning hey can you open up this file for me it was either never done or I was just flat out said no to when I had a month I sent emails for Gina to only request records and bills half of them didn't even come in the other half of requested from the wrong places, and it took her 
six weeks, six to eight weeks to request everything. Yeah, that's way too long. Especially if you're requesting for the wrong fucking place. Oh, whenever I'm not in the office, nobody answers my phone calls. Oh, yeah, it just goes straight to my voicemail. Oh, like, oh, 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 I don't know what to do. Let's give it to Tammy or, or the office manager. I mean, the office manager or, or my attorney. Yeah, no. It ends up being no big deal, and they handle it. But no, everybody else sends me the wrong fucking calls or doesn't answer my client's questions, and I have to take care of it myself when I get back in the office. And somebody calls, and I have to answer the phone as for somebody else. I'll let them know, hey, this is what's going on. Do you need to talk to him? Do you want to voicemail? Oh, you don't? Okay, I'll let them know. I've never transferred a call to my attorney or the office manager for shit that I couldn't handle. Because it all makes sense. It's math. The negotiators get pissed like, oh, why are you negotiating our files? Because I'm tired of giving you the easy ones. I can just negotiate it my fucking self and do a math spreadsheet. It's not that hard. Now, I would applaud Brittany, the one negotiator, because at least she's in the office. Yeah, she's banging the other negotiator, but he works from home. He doesn't help out. She at least tries to help out. She gets in the habit of trying to call my demands out, but I'm like, I know what's going on with my files. Call these demands out, the ones I've gotten from other fucking people to fucking babysit. Call those fuckers. Get them out of here. I'm just tired. I'm at the point where I'm about to snap on someone again because I do too much shit. The only difference is now I'm actually getting paid to put up with it. But that doesn't still mean that I will not give you shit if you hand me a file that's not been touched in eight months. That's my vent for the day. Well, I hope you love... And enjoy the podcast, as always. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes. Check us out, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. And let us know what you think. As always, we are on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. And always remember, where there's a Mexican, there is always a way. Until next time.